Welcome to NS Audio, you beautiful people. Today I'm joined by guest Jared Valencia Reyes, who I've known since back in 2019. He's had experience in the agency world and now he's transitioned into sales. He's dominating and is one of the best communicators I've ever come across. In our conversation today, we spoke about his experience transitioning from an agency business to the sales sector, all things entrepreneurship, and had a really fun conversation about spirituality and truly knowing who we are. And I'm sure you'll enjoy that. And as always, to those of you who are new, new episodes of NS Audio drop every Wednesday. And if you'd like to let me know your feedback, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or reach out to me at Nitty Saran on Instagram or Twitter. Without talking too much, let's get right into it. Hey, Jared, how are you? Yo, what is up? Can you hear me now? Yay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How you been? I've been good. How are you? You know what? Um, I was going to say that I've been boring, but um, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those days where you just you just have a lot of energy. Um, I'm, I'm a bit kind of bummed out, though, because I have a coffee or a, a cup of coffee in my hands, but it's it's freaking cold now. So I'm kind of... Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I expected you to say boring, but you're feeling high energy, but... See, that, that's the thing. You expected me to say that. So by me not saying that, I'm kind of, you know, fucking with you. So, yeah. 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 You can definitely explain that to the audience who's listening. Like, say that real quick. Why do you tell people, um, like, my day's going boring or life's been boring? Why do you tell people that when they, like, are trying to yeah. say hey? I mean, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I first off, I forgot we're recording. But you know how you guys, like, <laughs> introduce yourselves to your friends or just, like, you say, hey, how you been or how's your day? Everyone's always like, you know, I've been good. I've been great. This, this, and that. But you never expect them to say it's been a boring day. It's just a, it's such a huge pattern interrupt. And it's not just something that I use for sales. I actually got this from a, a friend of mine, Danny Moultley. He's a freaking killer. But you, you, don't, you don't just have to use that for sales. You can use that for anything in life. Like That's why I love sales so much is because you learn certain things that you can apply. It's like a, it's like a meta skill, so to say. Mm, I really like that. It's really interesting. Um, But before we, you know, start talking about all that, I want to thank you first for, you know, taking the time out of your day to like get on this call with me and have this podcast. But before we get into anything specific, I want you to tell me about yourself and to the people who are listening, if they if they don't know who Jared Reyes is at all, who how would you, you know, introduce yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm um, 19 years old, sucked at school, 2.04 GPA, uh, graduated two years ago, had to bribe my teacher to um, pass me for my math class. I was in a freshman year math class in, uh, in my senior year, two math classes at that year. Um, really good at speaking to people. I had, I've always had an interest in, um, in human psychology and just figuring out why people do what they do. And at the same time, challenging the, the status quo, because I've always been a firm believer of um, just, just questioning everything, right? Like, ever since I was in high school, I've always wondered, like, why this? Why do people have to go to university? Why do you have to spend, what is it, like 30, 40 years of your life and then have to, like, relax? Because, like, the average, I think, um, lifespan, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, like, anywhere from 70 to 80, right? So yeah, they, it's like 72, yeah, so people expect you to retire at 65 or somewhere around that and then be free for like 10 or 11. It, it never made sense to me. And the whole thing about that, man, and I, I wish, like, I don't want to be off track, but it, it just never made sense to me where you have to do that and uh, just, just live a life where you're just basically in prison. Like the whole um, work-life balance, right? The whole, the whole idea of having work-life balance is assuming that the work that you have is full of anxiety that it's a pain to be in so you need to balance that out by having fun drinking pina coladas and all that shit but i want to challenge that why does work have to be boring why does it have to be dreadful why can't you wake up every day where you'd like where you wake up and you genuinely want to work on something where you actually you, you, you devote to a certain cause and that's just my whole thing like these past couple of years i've been figuring it out i'm still figuring it out like i'm still new to the game i'm still a fucking kid um, mm-hmm. in relation to where everyone else is at, right? I started in 2019, actually, no, 2015, 16, had my first dropshipping business, had about three, first one super successful, um, sold those fidget spinners, made a lot of money from that on paper. But what I didn't realize was that I was actually losing a lot of money through like refunds and disputes. So on paper, it was successful. I was rich, 
quote unquote rich in my class. And uh, that was kind of my image is being rich. Um, kind of jumping forward to like 2019 of summer, I graduate from high school. And at that point, I'm like, I'm not going to go to school. Like, I'm not going to do this shit. I want to be making money. Um, so I joined this program. And actually, before I even hop into that, um, I joined this program called Six Figure SMMA. And the funny thing was, uh, my friend Christian, because at the time, or before graduating high school, I was in this hip-hop dancing man. I don't even think I told you this. But in that team, there's this guy. His name was Christian Osmena. And um, he recommended me to this this program called Six Figure SMMA. And the funny thing was, um, I was actually asking him if he can get it to me for free. But he's like, no, 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 no. You, you have to buy the shit. And him telling me to buy it was the best thing ever. Because what I realized, and I'm, I'm probably diving into this uh, more in a sec, but when you buy a program, it's not necessarily the program that has the most value, but it's the people that you meet there that yield the highest long-term ROI. And I'll get to that more in a bit, but just kind of continuing on with the story. Um, you know, got six-figure SMA for those that have, of you guys that don't know. And Nitty, I think your audience, you know, they're, they're online entrepreneurs, right? So they'll, they'll probably understand yeah. this. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, so social media marketing, it's, it's a very common thing. It's, a, it's kind of a fad at this point. But, um, you know, just selling Facebook ads, doing this, this, and that, cold calling, the, the whole shebang. Uh, I started off like everyone else, you know, like working in gyms, um, roofers, private practices, uh, general contractors, just niche hopping in general. And within like a whole like three to 12 months, like I was getting some results. I was getting some some clients to work with. But at the same time, like they're, they weren't the clients that you'd want to work with. Like a lot of them were free trial clients. And jumping into like 2020, I was just niche hopping, not knowing what to do. And this guy named Danny Malta came. Uh, and I've mentioned him earlier, but this guy, he basically put me on my shit. He told me like, hey, the SMMA isn't the problem. Your niche isn't the problem, right? You're the fucking problem. Like the reason why you can't get to your goals is because you haven't developed your character. Like there's these, um, there's this amazing analogy that he gave, which was like, you're currently a level five character and you're facing level five monsters or enemies. What you need to do is that you need to raise your character to like level a hundred. So these level five problems or monsters that you're facing are super freaking irrelevant. I think that's a problem. A lot of people are having, which is, you know, going from that zero to 10 K mark, they focus so much on like the tactics of how to do this, this, and that. But in reality, 80% of the work that you do, the things that you succeed on, especially in the beginning, is primarily developing that character. The tactics are there, but being able to go from zero to one and develop that character and you know just build that business or that skill, that's the hardest thing because you literally have to change your identity in the world that we live in right now. And I'm sure you know this, Nitty. But, you know, it's all, everyone's always like, you know, stick to your roots, you know, stay to who you are and all that. But that's just complete bullshit because you're not, you're not this static being. You're this, you're this fucking, this, this wave of like, I don't even know how to explain it, but this, this wave of consciousness that's evolving. Like, if you think about it, nothing is static. Things are always changing, even on like an atomic level. So I don't want to get too deep into that. But my biggest thing was just character development. Um, months after, you know, I, I started working for this um, for this guy. I decided to like just detach myself from the agency and just focus on one thing. And Danny actually recommended me to this guy. I don't know if you guys um, know who he is, but this guy, Ethan Ashley. Um, I always make fun of him, but he, I work for him now. But he's basically Eman Gadji's soulmate. Um, Eman Gadji, the guy I bought the course from, I'm sure people know who he is. Uh, and when I say soulmate, mm-hmm. I'm saying like, this guy's like a like Ethan's a total freaking fanboy um, to Iman or whatever. But the point is, you know, working for working for Ethan, I learned the foundation of sales. I'm still learning. I'm basically still a baby in the art of sales. But I learned the foundation from him. I'm still learning, and um, I'm actually about to exit his company in the next like two to three months to start selling higher ticket products. And the goal with that is, and I'm, I'm being honest with myself, like I don't want to run my business anymore like I, it's a weird realization because i i thought in the beginning that in order to be someone that's important to be someone that matters you have to be this entrepreneur but while working for ethan i realized i only at, at least for now like all i want right now is just money status and impact and i came across this guy named temple Naylor, had his own agency realized the same thing that 
I realized, which was, you know, I, you don't need to have a business to make that impact, to make that money. Right. And he's doing sales right now, making like six figures impact. And that's what I want. So the goal now is sell or sell high ticket products, make a lot of money. And when I say make a lot of money, it's because like the reason why I want to make money is because money's powerful. Like, um, if anyone says money is the root to all evil, they probably they probably haven't made any money at all. Because the thing is, guys, if you guys are listening, is that money is one of the most important things that you'll ever have to make in your life. Like, I'm not saying it's the most important thing, but what money does is that it provides a roof over your head. It provides certainty, food, water. Um, if someone has cancer and, you know, God forbid that happens, you can cover all that up. So money is incredibly important. But, you know, as I was saying, you know, sell, sell high ticket products, um, you know, make that money, build that status. And I, for this, for the longest time, I thought, you know, having status or, you know, being seen as a certain way is kind of bad. But if you look at like Maslow's hierarchy, you, all we want really is to be loved or to be noticed. Right. So I'm admitting now that I do want that status. I do want people to see me as that, as that guy that just knows what the hell they're doing with sales. Kind of like the, the Tony Stark of sale of sales, having that sort of charisma. That's what I want to show. And at the same time, you know, making an impact because I'm, I'm well aware and I, I don't think I'm, I think I'm smart enough to know that you get to a certain point where like money is not that important, right? Like you, you there's only so many pina coladas that you can drink. Then um, yeah, there's money can get you to a certain point. But at the end of the day, when you have all that money, it's like what's left. And the way that you feel that time while you're alive, in my opinion, is devoting yourself to a cause that's bigger than you, like a legacy that you can build that will outlast you. Um, I don't exactly know what that is, but I have a, a pretty foggy vision of what that looks like. Um, but I've, I've been going on a rant, Nitty. Um, is there anything else that you want me to cover or you know, just, just go over? No. So I wanted to say, like, I love how self-aware you are. I think that's the word I would use to describe you. Because whenever you're explaining something, I know that it's coming from a place where you've been so honest with yourself. Like, there are so many people who will say things right to themselves and they're lying to themselves, right? Like, you realize, like, you have to develop your character, for example, and you were self-aware that, you know, you're questioning everything in high school. And not only that, just everything that you have gone through in the journey that you just explained, right? You're very self-aware, like the money is not the root of all evil, for example, right? When you tell yourself like, oh, I want status. Yes, there's nothing wrong with it. Like I want status, I want money. And you're very like self-aware about it. Then you realize there's no evil behind it, right? We just, we're living a life and you might as well create the legacy you want, like you said. So I really admire that, first of all. But I also have a question like, how do you develop that character? You said going from, you know, you're, you're a level five person and you're trying to fight, you know, a level five uh, monster or whatever. But how do you go from level five to like level 10? Like, how do you go from zero to one? Like, That's really? a good question. It's, it's still something that I'm, I'm still working on. So I can't give you like a concrete answer. But when you, for me, like developing your character is the same as like having a goal, right? When you have a goal, you have to figure out where you are right now, figure out where you want to be and create step-by-step -step ways to get to that goal. So for me, developing that character, you need to envision, first off, figure out where you are right now. Let's say um, you wanna be, a lot of your audiences are they're business owners, right? Mm -hmm. So if you wanna be, let's yes. say you're starting off, you wanna be a business owner. The person that you, the person that can make six figures a month, seven figures a month, is six, 12 months, three years in the future. The person that you, that can make those numbers happen isn't the same person that you are right now. So you need to know, you know, what person you need to become to get there, right? Because if you think about it, like all the success that happens, right, all the money people make, it's honestly just patterns. Like my friend Danny, like he didn't just start making X, I'm not gonna tell you like the exact amount, but he didn't start making X amount of money per month because of just some random shit that he did. He had a vision for who he wanted to become he followed, this is super important, following one or two mentors. And when I say mentors, like um, it's, it's such a weird word, right? Because when you think of mentor, mm -hmm. it's kind of like um, that one scene from, what's that one what, That one movie with the fucking panda? Uh, you, you know what I'm talking about? Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Panda. panda. Where, where, I think his name is yeah. Poe, the panda. He's like, teach me. Like That's not what having a mentor is. <laughs> having a mentor, one or two mentors, is someone that you look up to that you can 
relate to their principles and values, right? For me, those mentors are going to be Eli Wild and um, what's his name? Eli Wild and yeah, Ethan Ashley. So the guy I'm working for right now, I forgot his name. But you want to take two mentors and you want to dissect what it is that they do, right? If they so if they made a hundred thousand dollars per month, you got to follow the money. It's the same way that you would if you wanted to follow corruption. If you, I, I don't want to get too political here, but if you want to follow corruption, you'd follow the money. In this case, you want to follow certain habits that they do. So if they made a hundred thousand dollars that month, you want to figure out certain habits that they did. Was it because that they woke up at this time? Did they work out? Did they pray? Did they, you know, do some sort of visualiz- visualization? So you need to find those people. Not necessarily copy what their habits are, but implement it in a way that's personal to you. And I guess that's just a problem that I'm seeing a lot where like people go on YouTube and like, how do you wake up at 5 a.m.? Right. There's no way you're going to wake up at 5 a.m. unless you have a why. Right. A lot of people are just waking up at 5 a.m. because it's, it's the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial thing to do. Right. Do that wants to wake up at 5 a.m. because you want to wake up at 5 a.m. versus a single mom working for five kids. Um, and if she, if she doesn't get to her third job that day, they're not going to make any money, right? So when you do certain things, you need to have a clear why to why you're doing it. Uh, question everything that you do. And one of the most important things I can just leave off, Nitty, is that you want to be aware of your patterns of reality, Right. And what I mean by that is that there's so many things that has happened to us as children from like the ages of zero to even now, right? Where we face certain trauma. And I don't want to get too deep into this, but when you get faced with certain trauma, your, your brain is programmed a certain way. Uh, imagine your brain from like zero, like, a, like an empty computer. And as time goes by, it's filled up by these programs that we are led by. So, religion what our thoughts are about certain um, certain beliefs, such as like, um, I don't know, like Democrats, Republicans, all that shit. We are programmed a certain way. And it's important to ask yourself for everything that you do, let's say you're in a, a, a sales call, right? This is gonna be super relevant to your audience. Before you hop on a sales call, you need to understand your moments of impact. You need to figure out like, so in my, when I hop on the sales call, what am I feeling and what am I saying to myself? Because what you'll find is that when the things that you say to yourself, they're not even coming from you. They might be coming from like past things that happened to you in the past. Let's say, let's say before a sales call, Nitty, you're saying like, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not good enough. The funny thing is, and the thing people don't realize is that you saying I'm not good enough, that's not coming from you. That's actually coming from that kid in eighth grade that said, hey, you're not good enough because you can't kick the ball, right? So it's important to ask yourself, you know, where are these... And I don't want to say bad because I, I hate saying that word. You need to figure out where these disempowering programs are coming from and actually question yourself. So I don't know if that kind of answers your question, but when it comes to building that type of character, it's like going out into the gym and you got to do it consistently and also being aware of where you are right now, where you want to be, and also f- finding the gaps of you know, what, what it is that's stopping you from getting there. Just step by step from there. And one thing I do want to add on is that I don't want people to get into the trap of if I get to this stage, my whole life is going to be fixed. That's not the case, right? Um, I know people right now, or I know people in starting off their their marketing agency, the problems are, you know, prospecting. But when you get to a certain level at 1500K, it's more operational. So it's just different levels, different demons. Um, So I I hope I didn't go on another ramp, but uh, yeah. No, that's crazy what you said, because I've heard this so many times where it's like, do not like attach yourself to one identity, because like you said, uh, I you used a different analogy, but I'm going to use it like we're water, right? We sh- turn into different forms, different shapes, depending on, you know, the bottle we're it's in. It's like an alter ego. In, right? It's like Superman. So, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's really important that people, individuals, we don't you know, attach ourselves to one identity, because like you said, success leaves clues, right? So we need to model ourselves in the, you know, footprints of who have already succeeded in what we want to do, but in our own unique way, right? Have our own habits, have our own uh, routines and rituals that we we do, but it's already proven to work. And I, I find that to be incredible. Like what you said about like, oh, before you get on a sales call, right? A cold call and you say, oh, I'm not good at this. 
it is coming from someone else because this goes a little deeper, a lot deeper. I don't know if you're spiritual 100%, or not, but very, um, yeah. yeah, awesome, awesome. Because this goes really deep. It's like, do we truly know who we are? Because all parts of our identity is coming from somewhere else, right? Our name was given to our given to us by our parents. Our religion was given to us by our family. Our, you know, identities like, um, you know, what we do, what level of school we're in, whatever, whatever it is, it's given to us by society. Every piece of identity that you're gonna introduce yourself by, like, hey, I'm Nitty, I'm, you know, a 15 year old kid who goes to high school. All pieces of those identity is coming from society like i think that's so crazy to think about like do we right, let, let, let me ask are? you this and like also you know? the audience itself right like you've kind of already asked that but like mm-hmm. let, it's, it's just a, like a, a cool exercise i want to do so removing your name and what you do mm-hmm. who are you dude i've been trying to like think deeper into this i feel like i don't know right all of our um in each person is different and who we think we are. I'm still trying to find the answer, right? But at the moment, I'm trying to figure out, like, am I just my soul? Like, am I, because I know that when you're more conscious about who you are, right? Like, I'm looking at myself right now, okay? Like, if I look at my arms and hands right in front of me, right? That's not me. I am not this body, right? So we are not our bodies. We are not our voice. I am not who you are talking to besides the soul in me. And I feel like that's who I am is much deeper than just the body I'm in. You know, if you get what I'm saying, but I'm still trying to figure it out. I, How about you? Dude, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you. Like, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, I, I know a lot of people, they say some like really smart things. Like, I'm not this, this piece of flesh. Because it is it is weird, right? Like, when people say, hey, you're good at basketball. Like, you're, you're this guy. Like, you're saying, no, no, no. You're, you're saying, so... You're saying that me, this person with flesh, with with bones and nerves, that he, that that person is good at. It's just such a weird thing. Um, I don't know how to answer that question, mm-hmm. but like I I imagine it kind of like um, kind of like water, right? And I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I hope it makes sense. But it's like with water, it's like it can it can, it can you can have like a, a ball of water, you can have like a a line of water. Right, like we're, I imagine like our souls or consciousness, whatever you want to say it, as these malleable forms of energy, so to say, that can shape any which way or form. It's such a weird concept to talk about. But I, I was listening to this guy called, um, I think his name is Joseph something. He, he used to be homeless, but he went from being homeless to making over seven figures, you know, getting signed by a record company because he knew the difference between an entrepreneur and a megapreneur. Right. And the difference between that is that an entrepreneur is a person that is in is basically self-employed, you know, starts businesses, makes money in the not in the conventional way as you would with a nine to five job. Now, if you compare that to a megapreneur, it's basically then it's basically an entrepreneur. But the only difference is that they're aware of their patterns of reality. Right. They're aware of certain things. They understand like and it it still sounds very woo woo. like I'm very aware of that. But it's like. They understand like what magnetism is. They understand the whole LOA, law of attraction, um, and all that stuff. So it, it's so weird, dude. Like, and I know like we're not talking about this topic right now, but you get to a certain point and you realize, like, I, I don't know where I heard this from, but this guy said, you know, the best entrepreneurship course that you're going to take isn't from a course. It's not from a coach, but it's through, it's through running a whole business and understanding more about yourself and how you operate. And I just, I just think that's crazy yeah i've actually heard that myself like you know you learn more about yourself and you develop yourself like none other than running a business like it's crazy how many different facets of life you can get into just by running a business or just by doing anything like that develops yourself in your finances right because when you develop your finances you see that number increasing in your bank account at least for me I know that I want to go and improve in different areas of my life too, physical, mental, spiritual, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, you bringing up also um, that story about that guy who went from like homeless to, uh, you know, someone who's like a huge entrepreneur, right? It's exactly the analogy you were using about water. It's true because if we know that we can go from this to this, obviously we are, you know, some sort of, uh, I don't know, form of matter that can, adjust right adapt to what we want and what we desire and like like you brought up the law of attraction and everything so how would you say the law of attraction like go into it a little deeper like now we're talking about it right but go into it a little deeper like how what do you think about the law well, of attraction? here's, here's what I, there's, there's two ways i'd go about this like 
one, it's bullshit, and one, it's actually it it it, it works. Like you're already doing it. And the reason why I say it's bullshit is be, is kind of the, just the the stigma around it. Like people, there's a lot of people, and when I say people, I'm referring back to me like a year ago, where you just like you think of something and like it poofs. Like let's say I I won a million dollars and it just poofs out. That doesn't happen. <laughs> right because like there's this book that i read i'm not really too sure what it was it could have been like power versus force but it's kind of like what what you think is who you are like that's kind of what the quote is right it's like if, if you ever had that moment where you you're thinking like you're in school and you're always thinking like oh shit i'm gonna i'm gonna fail this test i didn't study so it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because by saying that you didn't study and you're not gonna pass it that you're stupid that is gonna happen because that's what you're focusing on uh, i think the quote is where where energy energy flows is i don't know where that is like can you help me out where focus goes energy where flows. focus where focus right. goes so energy the flows. thing about law yeah. of attraction all that really is i think is that by focusing on something and by thinking that you already have it you're drawing yourself to that because if someone's already rich and they that they know they're already rich they're gonna do things that rich people do right if you're poor and if you know that you're poor you're gonna do certain things that poor people do like if you go to a restaurant, you're going to look at the bill and be like, holy shit, that's a lot of money. But for rich people, they don't even look at the bill. They just have their credit cards on that freaking tab. So it's just, I guess it just kind of co-aligns with the whole identity thing, if that makes sense. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like the way you put it. And I want to use like a quick example of like, I think it's pretty cool that this example, but I used to love school back in like, you know, the eighth grade and, you know, below all those grades. Like I would love going to school. I was there for the competition. Like I loved knowing that I was top of my class and whatever it was before I got into business and everything. Right now I'm very occupied with business. But when I was like in the eighth grade and below, I was very, very, I was a very competitive student and I loved getting top of my class. So before I got into the eighth grade, right, we have our graduations here in the city. Some people don't graduate eighth grade, right? They just graduate. They don't have like a huge uh, graduation ceremony, but we have a graduation ceremony when we graduate eighth grade here in the city. And right. So I set myself the intention that I was, I was valedictorian. Like I was valedictorian already. Like that was my intention was I already knew that that was mine since the get-go. Like since seventh grade, I knew that that was mine. No, not even seventh grade, fourth grade. I said it in my head that valedictorian was mine and I didn't even have to worry about it. Like I was so convinced and with full conviction that that award was gonna be mine and it already is, right? My future self, my time is just catching up. It was already mine. And I, I, hadn't, I was not shocked at all when they announced my name for valedictorian. It was kind of a big deal for me because it was, it was, that was what my life was about. Like, that was my goal. That was my huge goal since, you know, I was in the fourth grade. But I think that's a really cool example that I would use whenever I think about the law of attraction is that first scenario that I always, you know, go back to is that was my first, um, you know, sort of situation that I applied law of attraction to my life without even knowing is that I knew that something was mine already. So I think, you know, the law of attraction does, uh, you know, apply to whatever you want to be, whatever you want to do, right? Um, but switching gears just a little bit, I want to talk about entrepreneurship real quick. That's a good question. I don't even know, man. Like, I, I think I have entrepreneurial tendencies because, like, there, there's different layers to this. And I, I don't know where I heard this from. There, there's employees, there's entrepreneurs, and then there's um, entrepreneurs that work as an employee. And what I mean by that is I, I think I'm kind of like that because when you're an entrepreneur, you want to be like the first in line, right? You want to be the, the CEO. But for me, I'm more like I'm, I'm okay being the second or third in line as long as I'm making that sort of impact. As long as I'm making the money, as long as mm -hmm. I have the status, and as long as I'm making an impact to the company or the, the people that I'm serving, I'm okay with that, you know? So I, yeah. Okay. Okay, so how would you define that's entrepreneurship? A, that's a good then? question. I mean, like, the basic definition of, or, or what? And the, your definition. I think, what do you the, think the definition of entrepreneurship, like, I, I can't really put into words, but it's just sacrifice. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like because, that. like, there's, there's so much uncertainty okay. to, to being an entrepreneur because you don't know if it's going to work out. You don't know... It's like um, it's like a mod. It's like being a modern day gladiator, or like being in war. Like you don't know if you're gonna come out of there alive, but you're still gonna do it because you have a vision for what's gonna happen if you do that. 
right? It's like being in war. Um, I, I don't, I've never been in war. Um, respect to all the troops out there, but um, you know, I, I imagine war kind of like you don't know what's going to happen when you go to to battle, but you're doing it for a cause. You're doing it because if you if you fight that battle, then tomorrow, you know, people are going to be able to wake up because of you of what you did. And I think entrepreneurship is the same way, right? Being an entrepreneur is having that sort of vision, having that sacrifice because you're, it is a sacrifice because you don't know if you're going to make it. You don't know if you're going to be homeless, but having that vision and having that sacrifice is the most, I wouldn't even say masculine, but the most like honorable thing that you can do. Because when you're an entrepreneur, like you're not, you get to a certain point, like, yeah, you do make the money. But if you think about it in a different way, like entrepreneurs are the people that make this country grow. Like without businesses, without people taking the risks, we wouldn't be here where we are right now. So that's how I'd frame it. Most definitely. I agree with you. Like entrepreneurship is all about the sacrifice and the risk. Um, you know, it's taking risks because you're taking these big risks, right? When you're an entrepreneur, you're taking these big risks and you're taking these big sacrifices so that somewhere in the future, when it does play out well, it plays out how you wanted it to and you succeed, it not only impacts yourself, right? It doesn't only make your pockets fat, but it impacts those around you, right? And it, it has that sort of impact and that, um, I don't know, domino effect, right? Um, on the people around you, even if it was just some selfish reason you got into entrepreneurship right you want to make a quick buck but it still impacts those around you if, if that's the true definition of entrepreneurship right so real quick i mentioned like making a quick buck what would you say to someone who's just getting i mean into there's different there's different to facets money? to it like there's, there's like they don't there's have things that you can do to make money but mm -hmm. and it's gonna work like for i don't want to give like any specific examples but if you're doing it just to make money like you if, if you hustle hard enough, you probably are going to make money, but it's not going to be, it, you shouldn't go into entrepreneurship thinking that you're going to build this, build, build this big company and make a lot of money. Because if you go in that mindset, there's no longevity to it. You're going to quit within three to five months, right? Compare a person that just wants to make a quick amount of money at that certain time versus a person that's working on their business, not because they want to make a lot of money quickly but because if they don't do that their mom is going to go broke she's going to she's going to die off cancer um you know his family isn't going to be able to eat they're not going to be able to pay rent right compare that to a person that just wants to make a quick buck yeah i i definitely agree with that like putting yourself putting your back against the wall yourself and i, I tend to do that as well as like whenever i get complacent or comfortable at where i'm at i make sure that i put myself at a place where it's like, you know, put yourself against the wall, like put your back against the wall. You have these things to do. Your vision is here. You want to, you know, provide for your parents in a couple of years. Like yeah. you have to, you have to do it. And I always make yeah. sure that I'm not getting comfortable. I, I do, do that too. And like one thing I do want to kind of well? add on, dude, is like this one thing Gary V said, which is like, like he was doing this one vlog and he's like, people are walking around here like they're coming back. Like, right. And it's like, it's it's so crazy mm -hmm. to me how like we mm -hmm. we know that we're gonna die, but we don't do anything about it. It's just it it just it just lights me up, right? I in in my I don't really know what your religion is or you know, for you guys watching, but in my opinion, if there was like a sort of some sort of afterlife or heaven, like I would not want to be alive, right? Because like in my opinion, like what gives life meaning is knowing that we have limited time. It's like if you have like if you're playing a video game. And you have unlimited lives versus if you have 10, you're going to treat those, those, those lives or that or every step that you make, you're going to treat with caution and you're probably going to put more meaning into it or whatever. Um, I don't know if that was a good analogy, but it's just one thing that I see a lot of people doing is that they're quote unquote wasting their lives. And I want to be careful with this because there's people that, you know, just want to chill the fuck out, smoke weed and watch. And that's fine. If you're genuinely happy with that, that's fine. But for me, it's just not something that I want to do. I just don't think it's, it's useful. I, I feel like we're, we're put here for a reason. It's just crazy. Like Gary Vee always says, the chances of you being on earth is 300 trillion to one. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, yeah, four, 400 trillion like to one. Trillion, and yeah, it always gets me thinking like if that, if those are the odds of us, you know, being on this earth, you know, then wouldn't we be put on this earth for some sort of reason or purpose? And I think the reason why, in, in my own opinion, that we're on this earth for a reason is that we have a purpose that we need to fulfill, um, something that we need to work on with ourselves or whatever that may be. 
No, that's crazy. Cause I definitely agree with you. Like 400 trillion to one, if you think about that truly, like that number is being thrown around, right? Cause Gary Vee's saying it's to millions of people, but when you really, really think about it, that's crazy. Like you just think about like, damn, I'm really alive. Like I was given this opportunity. I'm here for a reason. Like I agree with you. Um, like, I don't know, because it's like, it's crazy to think about really. It's like, I don't know, like, why wouldn't you take the risk? Why yeah. wouldn't you I mean, take it's, those it's, sacrifices? Why it's, it's because, I mean, like, it kind of makes sense, right? Because, be like, bold. us humans, we're programmed to be safe. If we're not safe, then we're, we're, we're not... Because, like, our brains, like, I'm sure you know this, but our brains, they weren't wired for us to to thrive. Like, we're, we're wired to survive. And surviving means staying cautious and avoiding mm-hmm. risky things. We're, we were made to survive, not thrive. And I guess like it just goes back to like character development and your moments of impact. You need to be able to go to go from that. And if you're like, and I'm, when I say like you, I'm saying like if if you want to grow a business, if you want to master a skill, you need to ma- understand your moments of impact. You need to know your you, you need to know yourself more than your mom knows yourself knows you, right? Because you know how your mom like knows so much about you, and it's just like wow, mom, I didn't even know you fucking knew this about me. But you got to know yourself more than you know yourself, and um. Yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, this whole conversation, none of my podcast episodes are like this. I usually have everything structured, and this is like, this is one of the best. Wow. Like, this is amazing. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like, it's it's just crazy. Um, what Gary Vee's also talking about, like, you know, like you said, um, you know, some people that's just fine, want to right? If it's all, if, all if, if, if that like, really makes yeah, that makes yeah. Yeah, if that makes you happy and you're not complaining about your life and, you know, that's what you want to do every day and that's what you consider your happiness, just go for it. But don't lie to yourself, like, saying, hey, that's what makes me happy when you're just, you know, deep down, you really feel like you could be doing more. Um, Then otherwise, you got to get your ass up and go start developing yourself and figuring out For the people that do want to run their business and, you know, achieve high-level things and, you know, whatever that means to you, it's like you have to be able to switch that character that wants to survive into a character that wants to thrive. And I, I do want to give you guys some value because it's, it's still something that I'm, I'm still trying to work on. But um, guys, if you can master that, because like the way that I'm talking to you right now, Nitty, isn't the same way I'm going to be talking to my, my homies, my, my, my bros or my mom or my dad or my brother, right? Like we, you need to be able to essentially make a character that can take on whatever it is that you need to take on, right? Um, and some, I guess, some resource that has, that has helped me personally do that is two bucks. Actually, three things: two bucks, one resource. Two things is um, the two books are the alter ego effect, and what that book essentially is going to help you with is that it's going to help you create your own Superman, create your own Batman. Right. There was a study where, you know, kids were um, there's there's two there's two groups of kids. Right. The, the first group of kids were the ones that impersonated Batman or their favorite superhero. And then there was this other group of kids where they're like, I'm, I'm Batman or this, this and that. They didn't impersonate them, but they just they had their favorite superhero in, in their mind. And what they found is that the kids that impersonated Batman or their favorite superheroes to try different things. They tried different ways to complete the puzzle. They did unorthodox things. And when asked, you know, why is it that they're still trying to figure it out? One kid said, it's because Batman never quits. So I can't quit, right? So it's just so crazy to me how, you know, we have like these, um, these alter egos. And what I, what I believe in is that, you know, you know so nitty, like when you, you know how you, you imagine yourself like, and this is just being general. Like, you know how you imagine yourself like talking on stage or talking to like a high level person mm-hmm. or being on a sales call. And you just imagine yourself yeah. like having that confidence, right? Mm-hmm. That person you're imagining, funnily enough, yeah. is your core self, that your authentic self, right? And you need to be able to unlock that character. Oh, that character's yeah. already there. Because if that character wasn't there, then if you think about it, you wouldn't be imagining that person. You can't imagine something that's not already within you or that's there, right? So all you need to do is take the steps to unlock it. What you need to do, um, and this isn't just like a you know do this and it's it's done. It's a, it's an ever ending process. Um, read Alter Ego Effect and also read Psycho Cybernetics. Psycho Cybernetics is kind of like um, 
the best way I can explain it's like a you know what you know what a, a guided missile is. You know, like like imagine like a torpedo, like you lock onto oh, an enemy and like, like it just it just um it wherever it moves it just it just okay. follows. Like imagine mm-hmm. like your 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 brain kind of like a torpedo, yeah. and whatever information or programs that were fed into it, it's gonna it's gonna move to that certain target. So if you were always led to believe that you're a loser, you're gonna be doing subconscious things that make you a loser. So reading psychocybernetics is going to give you a better understanding of your internal programming and how to change that, right? How to go from the, the thought of being a loser to a person that can make six figures a month or whatever that may look like. Um, yeah. Or in the last one, last one, last one that I do want to mention the That's biggest crazy. thing it's called tribe okay. theory. You know how, like when you were a kid, your, your mom or dad or whatever always told you, you know, the, the friends that you hang out with are the ones that are, you're going to be the average of the people that you hang out with. It, it makes mm-hmm. sense. If you're hanging out with people that just work at McDonald's, and again, there's nothing wrong with that, but like working McDonald's, smoking weed, doing drugs, selling drugs, you're going to be the average of that. Your Chances are you're going to be involved in, in something like that. But if you're hanging out with people that are making like, and I, I don't want to be quantifying money, but it's just an example, like hanging out with people that are like making six figures, seven figures, you're going to be like them right? You're going to be adopting habits that they do that will make, that will make you that money, uh, the average of that. Because if you look at tribal theory and the science behind it, is that you know, the reason why people in a, in a tribe or in a group did exactly what they were doing, right? The reason why they had the same habits, they had the same exact routine was because if one person didn't have that sort of habit and that they were different from the group, mm-hmm. they would be kicked out. So in your brain, your brain knows that if you want to stay in that group, you need to adopt those habits or else you're going to be kicked out. So that's kind of like a hack that I've been using this whole time or something I started like three months ago. Yeah. God damn. No, that's crazy. The, the amount of stuff you just you just told me, like, it's crazy because I thought about what you said before. Um, like, you know, you said the alter ego effect and you also described that experiment with the kids. And then they said Batman doesn't give up. Like, that's crazy. And I always thought about it in a different way. Like, I like the same way, but through a different analogy, kind of. And it was like, imagine like your highest self. I always use your highest self. That's what I use it as. But to think about it as like your superhero or as your alter ego, right? And I always think about like, how does my highest self act? How do they dress? How do they speak? How, what are their habits? How much money do they make? Um, you know, how badass are they? Like, what is that highest self and to think about like it's not something you're reaching for they're already inside of (laughs) you you really told me that just now and that's that blew my mind is like it's already inside of you you just need to take the steps to unlock it like it's already in you and that's so liberating like much more liberating than thinking about you reaching towards someone who's higher than you right your highest self but to think about it's your inner self it's someone who's already in you and higher doesn't mean you know physically higher like you still have to reach for them so i think that's that's 100 and, and real, real quick because I, I feel like you yeah, got a, a follow-up I like question to add <laughs> but um one exercise that i want you to do in the audience listening is understand your fields of play and what mm-hmm. i mean by that is like how i mentioned before the way that you and i are talking right now isn't the same way that you're going to be talking to your mom or your friends right like you depending on what environment you are your character is going to change and I encourage you to, to take note of how it is that you act around certain people. It's just a cool thing. Because for me, the way that I'm talking to you is so different from like a, me, me having a sales call, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just important to differentiate those things. And one thing I do want to add with like the alter ego effect is the reason why you want to have an alter ego and the reason why it's so beneficial is because there's so many people and this was me included, where like, let's say you have a bad day in business, you didn't make the, the money that you want, or you know, someone screamed at you, whatever that may be. You, you hop off that day, you're like, wow, this was a bad day. Like, I was screamed at, right? I, was, I didn't make enough money, or, right? Because like, what, what I'm starting to realize, especially with entrepreneurs, is that we label our identity just off of business. So if we had a bad day, our whole life is fucked, right? That's just the whole mentality behind it. Now, if you create an alter ego, mm-hmm. let's say, Nitty, your alter ego is, g- give me a name, help me out, give me a name, or something that you look up to. 
So let's say, yeah, let's uh, let's say Nitty two point oh. Say Nitty two point oh. I don't know. Operating the business. Let's say Nitty two point oh is working that day. If someone yelled at you, or if you didn't make enough money, that they're not yelling at you. They're yelling at your alter ego. So having an alter ego gives you the freedom to do what whatever you want and to take the hits because it's not you that's being hit it's your other half and your other half isn't you so it's important especially in business especially in sales that you create an identity where it's like a bulletproof vest creating that bulletproof vest that alter ego that can take the hits so you don't take the hits because if you take the hits you're going to take that personally if you're emotional and take that personally then it's going to affect you in the long run Wow. Wow. <laughs> I am learning a lot in this podcast episode, but um, that's crazy. That's really crazy. And you said like you, you want to be more conscious about how you act around different people, how you speak to different people, like your parents, your siblings, when you're on a call with someone, like how does that play importance in what we're talking about? Like how in developing that sort of alter ego. Wow, I was For muted this there. whole sure time. That's you. so weird. But um, yeah, so the reason why it's so important <laughs> that I... You're going for an alter ego. So what was the question again? I want to make sure I'm getting it right. Hello? Yeah, sorry, you cut out. Yeah, what was the, the question? So the question was like, you talked about how, um, you know, yeah. you it's important we be more conscious about who we're talking yeah. to and how we talk to them and all that. So how does that relate back to building that sort of alter ego and all that sort of stuff? Like, how does it relate back to that and so developing the, that character? The reason why it relates, the reason why it's important. And I, I would just make this as simple as possible. Like I, I wouldn't say like, I, I wouldn't necessarily say like, look at all of your fields of play. Like just when you're starting off, just focus on one. If you want to focus on business, focus on the person that you need to become and what, what attributes, what habits that person needs to have to get to that goal. The reason why you need to be conscious of what you're doing now um, is because it's, you need to know where you're at currently. It's kind of like a GPS. Um, let's say you wanted to go to New York, right? Um, if you wanted to go to New York, the GPS needs to know where you're currently at. Without knowing where you're currently at, it doesn't know which route to go. It doesn't know if you're going to take this route or that route. It's just lost. It's like the goal is there, but it's like where are we at right now? How do we know what steps to take? So being, by being aware of the way that we act, the way that we react, the things that we say and the things that we feel, we can get a much better understanding of what to change and what to p pivot so we can you know, transcend and adapt to that certain identity. I like that. Thank you for explaining that. And 100%. Uh, I, I want to ask you, um, you know, you at first, like you were trying to get into the agency space and then now you're like, you know, F the agency space. But what made you like have that transition into sales? Like, it's what, kind of what like, um, it? it's, it's a Plinko effect. You, you know what a, a Plinko board is? Nope. Man, I, I wish we were on Zoom right now so I can show you. But it's like one of those, <laughs> you know, you know how like one of those like arcade games where you, there's like a ball, there's like a bunch of like pins and it's like, it's, it's either going to go here, here or here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a, a Plinko board. Like when you're starting off, like let's say SMA. Like every niche that you go to, every sales call that you have, you're, the ball is going down to that board. And the, the, the lower that you go, the, you realize certain things. And for me, that realization was that, holy shit, you know, I'm, the reason why I'm running this business is not to build an empire, but it's, it's because that I, it's, it's off my perception. Like I think that I need to build this business because if I don't build this business, I'm a loser. I'm nobody. But as I go down the hill or down the, the board working for Ethan, I realize like my, my, my perspective changed. It's like, dude, no, 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 that's not the case. If you want to make money, you can do that with sales. Like you, 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 you see people like Temple making over six figures a month in commission off of just sales alone. You want status? Why do you need to be an entrepreneur to do that? There's so many people that are athletes or sales reps or you know, just singers or whatever, they're not entrepreneurs, but they still have that status. So by you 
not being an entrepreneur or by you being in sales and mastering that, you're still achieving that level of status that you want. And the third biggest thing for me was impact. Like the impact that I want to make is really just, I don't really have that vision yet for now, but it's just helping a bunch of people with you know sales or just, just helping people in general, right? Why does that have to be with running a business, right? It could also transition to me getting great at sales and coaching people and helping them through there. Like, why does it have to be like thousands of people? Like it's, it's, um, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, um, just, I just, one thing I do want to add on, and I don't know if it's relevant or not, but like I was, I was going out of the gym, um, like around November. Right. And as I was exiting the gym, like I was, I was at the stoplight and I saw, I see this homeless man just like asking for change. And I didn't have any, mo- I, I mean, I did have money. It was in my wallet. So I grabbed my wallet. I grabbed it's like three dollars, right? And three dollars is nothing for me. But I gave it to that guy. And he's like, dude, holy shit, you made my freaking day. He's like freaking crying and all that. And I was I was I was, you know, exiting the parking lot. I'm like, holy fucking shit, dude. Like having like three dollars for me, it's like it's not gonna get you anything. But three dollars for him, that was a meal. That, that's that's a meal for like a whole fucking day for him. So it's like you're as you go down this whole entrepreneurship journey or whatever that is you want to call it. You're going to come up with certain realizations, epiphanies, paradigm shifts. And the only way that you can you know, come up with those paradigm shifts is by diversifying yourself. And this is what I got from my coach. You need to be able to diversify yourself. You can't just say, oh, I'm just going to do this one thing. It's going to get me there. Like, no, you got to leave those certain doors open. Because if I, I can recall so many times, if I wasn't open to certain things, I wouldn't be where I am right now. If my friend Christian didn't tell me to buy this course I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I wouldn't be mastering sales. I wouldn't be working for Ethan. I wouldn't be making the money that I'm making right now, right? So it's all just about saying yes and just being open and not closing any door because the moment that you close doors, you're in a way closing what could have become. I like that, staying open-minded and just playing the yes game. Okay, I understand now. Um, I, I love the analogies used, by the way. Like throughout, like you know, we've been talking for a couple of days now. You reconnected with me since like 2019 or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. I love the analogies you come up with. Like, how do you come up with this stuff? Dude, like, is it I, just in your head? I don't know. I mean, like, w- one of the best advices in sales that I got is just like focus on analogies because like you can focus so much on the product and like what it is, but if no one knows what you're talking about, then it just you're going to confuse the buyer and a confused buyer is basically a, a prospect that's not going to buy. So by having these analogies, cause like at the end of the day, right? Sales is a transaction of a product or service, right? And if you can't communicate that to the person, then it's going to be impossible for them to see the value. Like the reason why I'm giving you these analogies is because you actually will understand them and by understanding them. It's just, you know, it's just making much more sense and you're connecting with me on a third person perspective. So, I mean, just, just to kind of answer your question, you know, when you get into sales, you learn how to talk a a certain way, you understand certain concepts of just communication. And the crazy thing is like, I I was talking to my friends the other day and isn't it crazy? Like I'm asking this now, like, isn't it crazy how us humans were able to move our vocal cords a certain way and that in nanoseconds we're able to understand it while as you know dogs they just bark and it's like it's just that but but us humans it's Mm -hmm. more like it's multi-dimensional yeah that's crazy it's like we yeah we have that opportunity right and we can go and get more specific with it right uh more complex that's the word and, you know, you applying analogies to sales or even the way you communicate is incredible. And if I'm not mistaken, like in the beginning of this episode, you you mentioned like um, you've never been like a good kid in school, right? You were never that good in school, <laughs> no. but you love communicating, right? You love speaking. And it's crazy. You know what? How- you know what? I, no, 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 not that, not that. Um, what I always loved was understanding like, I don't know if I said this, but I, I love un- to understand like why people do what they do. Um, the funny thing is, though, when I was in high school, I was the most introverted person that you can that you can meet that you can talk to. So I was by no means a communicator. But as I, you know, was moving forward with business, I had to shift my identity 
So if you ask like my friends two years ago, they're like, they'll be like, no, Jared was that, that introvert guy. Didn't even talk. Now you talk to like Ethan and like my the people that I work with, they're like, dude, this guy talks so much. He needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. No, I seriously, I always like, I thought I would have thought you were like an extrovert, but you know, it, it's crazy that you were able to, you know, get into sales too, because now you're able to communicate well. So would you say because you got into sales, you were able to communicate well yes. or because you were able to? Yes. Yeah. Like I, I say this, like I, I know a lot of people are going to say like, I'm not a salesperson or, you know, whatever that means, but like, dude, like sales isn't just like selling a product. It's a meta skill. Like you learn sales, you learn how to persuade, you know how to talk to people. And if you know how to do that, you can, you know, you can be a, you can stop a terrorist from blowing up the air, the airport. You can stop some guy from committing suicide. You can, you know, persuade your girlfriend to go here instead of there. Right. There's just, the linguistics involved in sales isn't just transact like a like a one off transaction, but it's a meta skill. A meta skill means a, a skill that you can use in multiple facets in your life. So, because at the end of the day, like Nitty, you're we're all we're all in sales. Like the way that you got me into this podcast was that hey, you're starting off, you know, why not hop in this podcast, give some value, and some of my people will follow you if they see some value. So that in a way was sales. The question is, how can we do it in a way where it's I wouldn't say impactful, but like not salesy. On a larger on scale. A, yeah, like I guess like on a larger scale. Because we're doing it already. Why not do it even better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. We're all playing a game of sales throughout 100%. our life, convincing people to do different yeah. things throughout our days, right. you know. Um, but, you know, we're close to 55 minutes. So I want to ask you, like, where do you see yourself five years from now? I know it's like a pretty big question, but like, what's the general view? Yeah, so I mean, like, one or three years from now, like, I'm going to be at that point where I, I mean, I like to say I'm, I'm going to because like, I love like, materializing the future into the present. But I'm gonna, you know, be at that point where I'm making like multi six, seven figures a month when it comes to sales, just being well off. Um, And then just focusing on, I guess, my consulting program where I help agency owners, you know, people are starting off with sales. Because I understand when you're going from zero to one, it's so hard to, you know, be the person that you need to become and also just understand the foundation of sales. Because, you know, when you, and you know this, Danny, but when you have a lot of money, when you, when your basic needs are met, you can work on your passion business. I'm a firm believer that you should have a cash cow business or a, a means of making money before you put that, I guess, that energy into that passion business. Because if you don't have any money and you're working on your passion business, then, I mean, it depends on the, on the person you are, but th- there could be a chance that your intentions are going to be misaligned, right? You're going to be doing certain things because you need to pay the rent. But by having that money, Right, you don't need to worry about that. All you can focus on, all you can focus on, is just providing the best service or product that you can, that you can, um, you know, provide. Definitely. So, you know, just just um, liberates you. It liberates. Yeah, it gives you, like, you like, freedom. Yeah. And right, options. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So before I let you go, all right. So if you could say one last thing to the audience, what would your message? Yeah, I got to think about this. Hold up. One message. All right, take your time. One message to the audience. It's a good question. Um, so just so your audience, just entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, entrepreneurs, people who are looking to learn anything, marketing, sales, anything like that. Whatever two you things. want to say, spirituality, two things, whatever. Two things. Um, well, I mean, a couple things. Fuck. <laughs> um, I, I, okay, I mentors, like, learn from people above you, like just be fucking humble. Like you're not going to succeed in business or if, if you make some money, it's not going to be for the long run, but you need to, you need to, you need to be, you need to have that humility where you're like, where you're able to sit in, in a classroom or on your desk and be like, yeah, you know what? You are making more money than me. I'm uh, I'm here to learn. Right. Um, teach me or whatever. So just having that humility to admit that you're wrong and that you're willing to, to improve and learn. Um, another thing is like a lot of you guys are going to be buying courses, um, being, getting mentored. Um, take everything with a grain of salt. Like there's a lot of great courses, there's a lot of bad ones. But uh, even, even if you get a good one, like don't just copy and paste the course and put it into your business. Take that course, take the fundamentals and apply it in a way where it is personalized to you. I'm seeing so many people coming from courses and they're just following certain scripts. They're doing something off the bat 
right? So courses are the tools. The per the tools aren't going to get you to that, you know, that 10k or 20k goal. It's those um, those certain principles or fundamentals that you take for yourself and you personalize. That's what's going to take you to that goal. Um, a couple more things I do want to say. Um, oh yeah, just talk to more people. Like it sounds so simple, but just talk to more people. By talking to more people, you're opening those doors. Like I'm talking like. Like I, I, I went to a group on Facebook, Temple's group, and I just started chatting with a bunch of people in sales. And because I am doing that, I'm more open to certain opportunities, talking to more people. Like I'm being mentored by this guy 13 years in the game that is making a incredibly incredible amounts of money per month. So I'm going to learn from him, right? So just talk to more people, expand your reach, say yes to more things rather than just being more, you know, Yes, averted, if that makes sense. Say, just say yes, you know. Yeah. Okay, I love that. I love all the advice you gave. Um, so if you could um, tell the audience where they can find you on social oh, media. Oh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, so um, Jared VR on Instagram. I have like, what, zero followers just started. I bought your course. Uh, I, I still need to go over that. I watched the um, the mindset part, and I think like the um, – the, the, the what is it, like um, – the the profile calibration or optimization thing, uh, yeah. Optimization, so I went over yeah. that. Um, same thing with Instagram, Jared Valencia. Instagram, Facebook, Jared Valencia on Facebook, but on Instagram, just Jared VR. Uh, I'll be posting more content, and uh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, it was a real pleasure having you on the podcast. This is like I haven't had an episode like this yet where it's just like a free flowing conversation. I winged this whole thing. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking to you, it always feels like just a genuine conversation. I I really so enjoy talking to you. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. So I'm sure the audience attracted extracted huge value from this. I did too. So thank you once again. And 